Oh my god, it works! It works! That's we're good. back! We're back! Uh, truth man, do we, does it look like we were gone? I'm Tim. Oh, it feels like uh, last show was two weeks ago. Yeah, but last time was probably more than a year ago, actually, <laughs> to be honest. I don't remember when was the last time we uh, we did the OC show or any streaming. We did some streaming recently, uh, not that recently actually, but it was not the show, it was not the last one we did. But yeah, it's been a while, we, we haven't we done did, a talk show. Yeah, so uh, a regular talk show like this has been a while. Thank you guys for being here, I really appreciate that. Uh, we are back at it, uh, it's called OMG. Yeah. Basically, oh my god. Oh my god, yeah. Or, oh my god, we're back. Oh my god, it's, we're back. That's pretty much the message behind it. That's the uh, yeah. That's what we uh, want you to to say. Uh, we're just gonna go in this show um, back into 2018. Slap it on my face. <laughs> just m move this side. Or move that. Okay, it was too much to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh good. That's a little bit better this way. Yes, that's better this way. No, so I yeah. Um, no show for almost a year. Uh, would you explain you why and how that happened as well? Uh, this is the whole show for explaining you what is this new show about. So OMG, what did we do for 2018 and what are we planning to do for 2019? So basically this show is more uh, to exchange with you guys uh, on how, what are your plan and well, you deserved an, an update per se. So. Yeah. That and knowing also uh, what you guys would like to also see as a replacement of maybe what we used to do or maybe something new. Um, yeah, now it's great to see also some familiar faces on the chat. Mickle T, Web Smile, Saint, uh, 1926, Marius Win. Uh, win win. Yeah, it's it's winning. It's the winning team. It's the anyway, um, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, that's um, highly appreciated and it's nice to be back. So we should start with the very first news of everything is that I'm no longer uh, living in Taiwan. So yeah, so this is why that's, that's true. So because not everybody knows, but uh, so officially since the 20th of January, I, I moved uh, here to, to Montreal, Canada. Finally made it. Thus the cup, because I, <laughs> I need to blend in. Uh, it's not a cup of maple syrup. But maybe that, that could be arranged for one of the I'll, next shows. I'll get there someday. So, yeah. And that's going to be one more show from uh, Canada. Uh, we know that the Linus Tech Tip guys actually on the other side of the country. Uh, they are in the non-French speaking part of Canada. And yeah. so that will be two shows directly made in Canada on top of uh, some of the other ones. Well, if the Hardware Canucks guys are also becoming more active in Montreal as well, because now some of them are also here as well. So yeah, so, some of the Hardware Connects uh, staff move from Ontario to uh, to the Montreal area, so there might might be something coming up in they, the next few they, months. Did they cut taxes or something? I don't know. No, actually, there's more taxes in uh, in Quebec than in Ontario. So why did they move here? Uh, that's just uh, Eber. Family, just Eber that moved here. Uh -huh. It just he was just I guess fed up of Ontario. He was living there. Yeah, for Montreal so is a cool city, so it's definitely worth it. <laughs> we should do a show outside one day yeah well we today would have been good because it's not too cold well anyway so tim is out of taiwan moved into quebec uh to canada and this is the first time in a long time that we do a show again together at the same location we used to do that um over skype over yeah. skype over things so how do you feel to be seated 
next to me. In, me, uh, in your uh, well, very well organized office nowadays. Uh, Much better than before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's cool. It's uh, it's nice. Um, I'm enjoying the cold mostly, and um, <laughs> no, it's very nice to be here. It's gonna be more convenient to um, do those shows more often. Today is kind of like also like a bit of not a sketchy setup we got here, but it actually works pretty well. I'll send you some pictures later. But, the uh, behind the scene. Yeah, no, it's it's cool to be here. It's gonna be more convenient. Uh, also, if we can catch more guests, uh, get them in here. Um, like I said before in the off when we hadn't started yet uh, the actual show, um, it's gonna also to be to have uh, some more regulars on the show too. So to be both here might be good in case we don't need to be both on camera all the time. Maybe one person can take care of the production. But the fact that we are both at the same place will make it easier. Uh, I could do also it from home here, which is basically 15 minutes walk from here. So it's basically a backup. Yeah, if, it's, if, it's, uh, if it's it a good backup. Yeah. We can just run over. We even have the place. you even have the key from my place. I have better internet at home, so <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we should actually stream from there. Yeah, actually, you have an extra room we could use just for that. <laughs> I as well. have a room for not just for that, but we could use it for this. No, we could we could use yeah. it for that. Uh, all right, folks. So yes, yes, uh, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, I wish I would have a Vega Seven. Yeah, Vega Seven. Uh, we're gonna talk to you about that a little bit uh, in uh, yeah. in this show. Uh, first of all, uh, what is this new show? Okay, Why are so, we doing this and what is called OMG? So it's called OMG, but it's not Oh My God. Uh, the idea was, um, okay, it's cool, you know, we're, we've been talking about overclocking for ages. And um, usually we ended up talking about more than just overclocking. And uh, let's face it, the OC show ended up being more about other things. The, the PC uh, hardware show rather well, than yeah, the OC it became show. more PC hardware in general. We talk about overclocking, but uh, also all the connected topics. We had some modding in there as well. Um, and then basically the ideas to uh, each of those letters, OMG, conveniently make overclocking, modding, gaming, or overclock mod game. Oh my uh, so. God. So that's the idea behind the name. It was not very um, like uh, anything special, really. It's just uh, ah, there's a good one for me, Kulti, on the chat. Overclocking meets gaming. Yeah, or it could be overclocking meets gaming too. Uh, actually, it's nothing. It's set in stone yet, and you guys should be part of uh, what we make this show. Uh, but yeah, initially our ideas were also to get modders in there. That's in the end. But uh, yeah, that's and yeah. And this is our vision as well. So we believe that overclocking by itself is good, but it's not enough to make a change within the industry or to be to have an impact as itself for the industry yeah, itself. Yeah, of course, it's not the only thing. There's many other things around the PC topic that are interesting and deserve to be spoken about. And it's all interrelated as well. So uh, if you do a very nice mod, but it's a shitty hardware inside, that's useless. If you have stuff you want to play better and use overclocking for gaming well that's good but that's for gaming that's the that's the end end case that's the end goal that you have so everything we think is very uh interline and and works together so that's why we wanted to have these three main kind of topics together and uh it's not just about like we got the biggest one because we know we do uh <laughs> <laughs> you mean as french people in general or? yeah as french people <laughs> in general indeed uh so yeah this is the 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 basic things. What about the the host? Are we gonna be hosting that all the well, time? That's what I say. Uh, being here both together, we might not need to host together every time, and we also don't want to be the only ones running the show, as in being the only host. 
Um, we tried that actually with the DLC show. If you remember, towards the end, we have guys like Tiro also contribute to the show. Uh, we were letting the guys like Two Views as well like join in and be able to be more proactive about it and take over the show. Um, so the idea is really to get some some case models in there as well. Uh, bring on some more like uh, just casual gamers, maybe pro gamers, maybe and different um, point of view, ed- different editors, opinions, editors different from point the of gaming views, yeah. in the industry that are writing game reviews um, that are going to have a different insight as well. I mean, we are in Montreal. There's a bunch of uh, game developers a here. A bunch. Too. There is actually uh, some they can't of the... always talk about what yeah. they do, but there's some of the biggest some, editors yeah, here. I some mean... of them are big, and they do have some of their spokespersons here that maybe want to join us in a nice little office. Maybe maybe we can also go meet them. I mean, there's many ways we could do that. So that's the that's the that's the idea behind who would host the show. And like I said, also in off, if you guys would want to join it too, um, just uh, send us a tweet or something like that, or drop us a direct message in, on Twitch. Um, tell us about you and what you would like to contribute to, what you what do you want, want us to, do. to talk about. Have you well, got like, any yeah. experience in doing streams already? I mean, you need to. Be able to speak for like minutes and even sometimes speaks when when you don't have anything to say, uh, which we became very good at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you end up being good at it, but that, that's the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, hey, Dan Cup. Um, so uh, yeah, some other guy, new guys joining on the chat. Uh, VSG28. Hi, hi there, Dan Cup. I'm sorry about obviously, like the name said. Rick Anderson as well. It's nice to see you guys again. And Roman. Yeah. Roman, we get there. Finally, finally, <laughs> the, re- the real one is here. So the German uh, took over again. Uh, um, it's again German play. and French again. Yeah. It's ah, the history it's, repeating it's itself. We, we, we pretty much are the. That's the okay. Two, we're just gonna win in the two end. largest countries uh, in Europe, so it's normal. <laughs> yeah. Back on tracks. Uh, yes, uh, you retired from the retirement. Actually, Dunkov. Yes, I saw you might be doing some stuff this weekend in uh, in Germany, or that was in two weeks, or I can't remember exactly. So you retired last year and then you came back? Well, I don't know. I think last time I spoke to him, he was still retired. And we are still retired. I mean, it's a world of retired people, obviously. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Hey, we even have Passy. Nice. From uh, from US Benchmark. Hey, Passy, what's up? Actually, there's a lot of things we should talk about because a lot of things happened in 2018 that you guys have to, uh, have to know. I would say it this way. Yeah. All right. So you want to yeah, dive into the first... Uh, first Main topic, so overclocking. Oh, we did have topics? Yeah, yeah, we, oh, we, we, we okay. did that. It's actually not just a joke. No, it's good to know. <laughs> hey, OMG, at least hey, we're going to have to talk you about it. Pre- you prepared and I'm impressed. I was just coming here and just talking and whatever, see what happens. Okay, full disclosure, like earlier this week, it's like, okay, let's do it this week. Like, okay, sure. It's like, hey, this is the outline for the show. Overclock, modding, gaming, that's it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> sure, good thank job, you, man. good job. And yesterday I was like, uh, okay, we need more than that. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, well, let's start with the start. Um, if what we happened? talk about overclocking, we should maybe talk about what happened um, since the last stream. So the last stream was so many things November happened. last. Many, yeah, a lot, a lot happens because, I mean, since the last time we did any show, you had uh, you have Ryzen 2, Threadripper 2 on the AMD side. You end up having also 9900K. And all this new stuff from Intel as well on the other side. 28 cores and uh, the race for cores always getting stronger as well. We've got um, 
yeah, a bunch of changes on the HWBot side for those who are following the community over there. And um, what else did we have as well? Overclocking-wise, Intel did a launch event. AMD did some launch events as well, obviously. Everyone that came in on the market was like impressive CPUs. Uh, yeah. That was the RTX things that in integrated the auto overclocking right. thing as well. Yeah, um, and then like it or not, uh, there's different takes on that. I do think it's very easy for end users to use it. Uh, now for extreme users, that's a different story. You need to have access to special biases <laughs> or special things. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, like uh, there's quite a few things that happened this year. Uh, from the top of our head, we had uh, Ryzen 2 that made quite an impact. Yeah. Uh, Threadripper as well, um, 9900K, uh, that launch was very interesting. The fact that Intel went back to soldering actually the CPU, That's a which for most, most users, it's good. No, it's good for... For, I mean, for the guy a... that want to still did it, you know, in, we're still going to do it. I mean, Roman on the chat even did that on the uh, on the Xeon 38 cores uh, just a few days ago. So yeah, you will never be able to stop people from doing it. Uh, but that's good for the uh, for the overall end users. Um, RTX, it just works. Just works. Just works. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Yeah, it just works. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what works, but it just works. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> that's I, an easy one. Actually, the the funny part was the RTX stock. The 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 best. Uh, the best thing I still remember is the, when they, the stock went down and it was RTX on and off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one. That was one of uh, funny one. I hope, I don't own any Nvidia stock, so anymore. No. <laughs> Since that moment in time, it, it's over. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of 2018, we saw as well finally some more overclockers getting to YouTube. So Roman, you're always going strong. So Keep it up. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, spreading the, the nice da word. Daniel has been uh, uploading some stuff re recently as well. And uh, Stepan's been very active uh, in the US. Yeah, even did and, a uh, live stream with uh, Steve from Gamers Nexus. Yeah. We should not Last forget weekend. also yeah. the active, active guys from before. So uh, you have uh, still uh, Arsenino in Italy. Still doing streams, actually. If you speak Italian, uh, that's probably the best overclocking streams you can find in Italian. Um, you have also Nacho Arroyo, in, uh, so that would be in Spanish uh, from Argentina. And he's also streaming pretty often as well. Uh, it's nice streams too, like it's um, it's also a similar style than the ones that Bilzoid is doing as well, or Wizardy, the French guy. You have uh, Andrew, Dr. Wiz, and so Dr. Wiz did uh, overclock laptops with LN2 last, uh, oh, last year. That happens this year as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, uh, that was a quite a quite impressive thing as well. Like they yeah. took the. Uh, HK, I can't remember, the Core i9-HK CPU in one of the ASUS laptop, strip it down, put the, put the LN2 block on it, mm -hmm. and basically was going after line mistake tips scores. And to remark, that, that was quite funny in the benchmarks. We, we take sponsorships for RGB LEDs, um, just uh, reacting to the comment in the chat. We, yeah, we, it's true, we, we don't have any RGB in here. Well, there is, but you can't see it because... Uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, behind... That's on the, it's on the, the desk the on the side. other side. But uh, yeah, yeah, if, if, if you would like to see more RGB, there's only one solution to it. It's just to send some more. So we'll give you a PO box or whatever, and you can chuck it over here. As long as it works before you send it, right? So yeah. No, 
No, that's true. That's okay. True. That's that's same. That's I fine. already have stuff in mind for that. So it's, we even it's have an RGB mousepad here. That yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. That, so that's the kind such, of thing. such a pity. <laughs> Missed opportunity right there. Uh, that's good. Hey, uh, custom PCs. Uh, I'm gonna say hello to uh, Scrubbyfication. Uh, you're from Italy, apparently. And a Picoche P P P Picciolino 23. Uh, you know Arsenino. Okay. Well, that uh, RGB yeah. gives you 200 FPS. Yeah, totally agree. And if it's red, it's, it's good. But if it's blue right after, that's cold. So it's good and cold. So that's perfect. Yeah. Don't take that as a uh, buying a, advice, though. No. Uh, other things that happened in 2018 that I really enjoyed. Uh, TechTubers started fighting right. for scores. And that was a fun thing. It's something we, we, we could have talked about if we had the show going, but we didn't. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was something really fun to watch that was cool. It was uh, very nice, actually. And that was from a different point of view, from the extreme overclockers point of view, that usually go like, okay, just dismiss everything from the start and go straight to yeah, no, liquid nitrogen, and they went all the way from What was fun about it, it was also 3D, cooling. mostly. Yeah. So it was also uh, more compelling in terms of uh, getting the attention of uh, more regular gamers and more like the gaming gaming community in general was more attracted to that instead of like a, more like a 2D benchmarks like you may see in the overclocking community where it's more you know maybe older old school stuff or more like a, less visual in general because I mean let's be honest for 2D besides Cinebench and, and a few others there's not much visual. Besides Cinebench and that's it. You can still also argue if it's really visual or not because it's, I mean... It's, you can track it, it's yes. easy, it's uh, running fast. Actually there's the, so it's not last year, that's actually just a few days ago. Mm -hmm. uh, Guru3D released a version, the extreme version for Cinebench, yeah. which is it basically increasing the workload uh, because then people need to test for the 28 cores and more cores. And the slight challenges that happen with the Cinebench is that passing, like past a certain point, there is too many thread that actually spawning the thread takes more time than just oh, calculation. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So yeah, they did uh, increase the workload, so the workload is longer, so it's, uh, it works a little bit better for that. Mikkel TX265 is a visual benchmark, that's true. <laughs> and actually, we do have our video in there. <laughs> but uh, yes, it is correct. Uh, that's it correct. is uh, one of the visual ones on CPU. Uh, actually, I wonder if there would be a soon-to-be version of that that would also encode it on GPU because it would be interesting. I wonder if the person that does that benchmark would consider that. I mean, like, hey, sure, if, if why it not? just works, we should verify. Right, it just works. Yeah. Totally, it just works. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Shroud has almost 80k people watching him and play Apex Legends. So we're gonna talk about. We're Apex gonna talk Legends. about Apex yeah. uh, in the yep. show, even yep. though that's not from 2018. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, modding. Um, there's quite a few things that happened over the past few months. If you follow some of the modding scene in Europe, uh, you might have uh, saw some pictures that mm -hmm. I went to Dreamac Winter in Sweden. Right, right. In uh, early December, actually last weekend of November last year. Uh, I had the chance to go there because we were doing a video with uh, Ubisoft on the Ngong channel. So I think, Tim, you have the, so the links. Ngong, that's somewhere. their podcast video stuff that they also have in Uplay. That's the that's all the content they do for the Uplay. So it's basically uh, PC hardware oriented, but the ecosystem as well. So they do um, the code school. So they yeah. teach people. So how it's to not code just promoting things. their games. They do other no, actually, they almost never promote the game. Okay. They they do benchmarking the games. They do hey, uh, this is the specs we build up 
uh, recommended specs, minimum specs, and they run the uh, the game and they let people see how that uh, turns out. So yeah, very interesting, awesome guys, uh, Gabe and Amish, uh, super nice people. Uh, they did the great things. We did a podcast with them beginning of last year, mm-hmm. and they were like, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of interest for that kind of content. We want to do more, and that's how we end up actually. Uh, Helping them out. Uh, I think you have some of the videos that we uh, yeah, actually, might yeah. be able to show. Of course, of course, of course. Does it work? Yeah, it of works. Of course, it works. It works. Uh, so we did. Um, so what we did was, for the main concern was to get early rookie end users to uh, touch their computer and overclock their computer. Yeah. So uh, can you? No, the sound is not too loud. Yeah, just cut the sound on yeah. yours, yeah, because they will have the sound anyway. Uh, and in the end, we did although a small, hey, what's up? What's going on with extreme overclocking? And that's uh, one of the things that we did right. uh, with uh, with Gabe that you can see uh, you can see in there. So that was great. Uh, that was very interesting. That's uh, some kind of content so, that we really enjoyed. So you did that. At DreamHack or just before? No, that was after DreamHack, oh, actually. After DreamHack, okay. So that was the week after DreamHack. We uh, we spent a few days there to shoot all the videos. That was cool. great. So coming back to, to DreamHack, uh, it was uh, DreamHack Winter, which is one of the biggest LAN party in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Can you cut this? There's the, uh, there's the what? There's the sound as well for no. them on live. Uh, so yeah, DreamHack Winter, that's one of the biggest LAN party in the world. That was the first time I was going to the winter one in Sweden, but you, were, nice. yeah. you were there before because you lived in Jönköping uh, a few years ago. Ian Shopping. Young Shopping. Excuse me. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a, uh, it is the biggest one. It is really impressive. It's um, I think if if there's one dream place or one mecca any gamer should go one day, it's a, it is a DreamHack Winter in Sweden. And now nowadays the summer one is pretty much as big as the winter. So actually, if you can choose, and they have uh, activities outside as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd recommend maybe to go in the in the summer nowadays. Uh, but uh, the winter one is still the biggest one. Uh, the cool thing is that where they have it, uh, they have a lot of space. It's kind of big halls. They have over ten thousand gamers there. Probably like what twelve thousand now. It's about so ten thousand as well. Maybe it's the maximum they yeah. can fit in there. Uh, so they have that. It's kind of like a big hall, like a kind of sports hall. I don't know. You can fit a plane in there. It's really big. And, and, then, and then next to it, they have a convention center where they have um, private or like a smaller like uh, uh, convention rooms where they have stages and they used to do all the esports there. But now they also have the uh, hockey arena outside. Which uh, is there not, was no hockey arena this year. They didn't use it. No, not this year. But the they thing is... People to play yeah, so there. everyone was in this. Uh, so people to play in the main. Because they room. used to try that to put people mm-hmm. in the arena, but maybe it's too costly. It's but there was there was the uh, game uh, Quake Champions uh, oh. Championship as well. There was some Rainbow Six Siege uh, Championship going mm-hmm. on. There was what else was there? Oh well, the CS:GO obviously. <laughs> uh, a few a few other games. So that was pretty good. I uh, really liked uh, liked it. Really enjoyed it. And at that even, and that's why we're talking about that is. There was this modding competition. This is the competition that uh, Pope, uh, a case modder that used the bench table to do a case mod, he's won last year. He's from Denmark, right? He's from Denmark, yep. but competed in Sweden. So Pope won at this competition last year, and this competition is going on f- for like years. I think it's like five or six years at least that it's a, it's like a through regular thing at at Dreamhack Winter. Mm-hmm. And in the end, uh, I met up with team and team. 
team. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, team. Uh, the Swedish team. Yeah. So there's the Swedish team is the Denmark team. Uh, two, two uh, Netherlands team. Yeah. So Case Motors, awesome people, and really interested to to see where they are right now in the modding scene. So that's why we want to integrate modding as well in the show. Is there's a lot of things happening. There's so much talent around there that needs to be first of all known and and and, sp- and spread out and the second thing is this is a very good time to to have a crossover between performance and good looking as i say you can't have the best car in the world if it's a city engine inside inside same thing happens for modding and overclocking well, uh, that's what you see in um, in shops right and um, pc shops that are system integrators that are selling and building pcs uh, if you want to sell a really high-end system, it cannot just be high-end unless you call it a workstation and you make it in a black box. Uh, and there are people still buying that, but uh, obviously uh, if you're a gamer or if you were someone that is interested in uh, design or you know have a fancy home and you need a fancy PC to go in there, then obviously uh, you're going to go for... If you go for an expensive one, you need it to look really cool, which means uh, custom water loops, hard tubings... Um, RGB obviously done right, um, nice cases, glass, uh, tempered glass, uh, stuff like that. And uh, there are mothers in that space that are building more and more custom rigs as well. Uh, you see it even what main gear, for example, even is pushing, mm-hmm. um, which are pretty much custom on order systems. Uh, I mean, it's going really, really far and it's now completely interconnected and you cannot see high end performance without nice looks. Not yeah. anymore. Otherwise, it's a for you, and you don't really see yeah. it anymore. Just a quick uh, catch up on the chat. Uh, hey, Brapper. Uh, <laughs> Gamers Assembly inferior to DreamHack. Well, Gamers Assembly is different. Uh, for especially for us. <laughs> uh, so, for those who don't know, Gamers Assembly is uh, it's the largest, which is pretty big in France. It's the largest LAN party in France. Uh, which is a LAN party and also a festival about gaming and they have conferences and they have a bunch of other things, a lot of contests and stuff like that. It's a really fun event. It happens in the west of France and uh, it's getting more and more international. Uh, They moved out of their smaller venues about three or four years ago and now they use uh, pretty much up the whole exhibition center of the town they are in. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like the... It's a running theme around the world for uh, either LAN parties or game conventions in general. If you look at PAX or even Gamescom, it's like they, they've outgrown way, where they are already. Like if you've been to Gamescom, you'll see they, they have like stuff under the highway next to it. The, like, the issue is there's not enough space to yeah, grow again. So more and more stuff is outside the buildings and it's just there's just no more space for it. And uh, that's a challenge that all those guys are having. Is, do you grow the conventions? Do you grow the LAN? And I think... DreamHack obviously still focuses a lot on the land. That's why there are still so many people. But for other shows where maybe budget is more limited, then the festivals are a place where they can drive more the business as well of the show. So obviously they have to make decisions. But Gamers Assembly, it's a big, big event in France. And there used to be big uh, OC events there too. And it's a very special event for Overclocking TV as itself because that's basically where Overclocking TV was funded. So yeah, that Gamers Assembly event is where ever, we ever had streamed, the yeah. first event, first stream that we, like first live stream at an event was there. Uh, most of the big streams that we did, uh, we did the uh, almost the marathon for like five mm. days uh, for the HWBot World Tour like a few years yeah. ago. So Gamers Assembly is 
for us as overclocking TV, something yeah. very, like one of the most important events that we had. And by the way, 2019, this is the 20th edition of Gamers Assembly. This year, yeah, 20 years. Actually, it's 19 years. Is it? Yeah, it's 19 but years. That's the 20th, 20th oh. edition. Okay, right, right. So, yeah, it depends how you... Yeah. Well, the first one. Well, yeah, it depends if you count from zero to one or the one is the one. I don't know. It's maybe you start at zero and it's like coding from zero to one. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, PC Shed sounds like uh, Insomnia 64 Festival in the UK. Actually, yeah, correct. Uh, Insomnia is uh, is very similar to that. And actually, Insomnia probably looks more and more to PAX than uh, LAN Party, I think, mm-hmm. from, from what I've seen, at least from the pictures I've seen and what I've seen from the, the people that have been there and sharing stuff on social. It's... It looks more like a uh, convention nowadays than more than a LAN party. It maybe used to be more a LAN party. Um, I'm not too sure. You can probably tell us more about that. Uh, PDX LAN, that's in the US. Uh, Rick Ender, Ender, Anderson. Anderson. Um, yeah, a lot of swag. Uh, that's what also people go but to. But it's, sm- it's a small event, so p- don't get me wrong. Uh, PDX LAN is awesome, but. I think uh, I can't remember the last one I did. Okay. Uh, but it's a small event, so it's usually below 500 people, mm. uh, 500 players. Uh, but the ambience and the the people go there, you know, it's fun. It's like a huge has yeah. family reunion without the drama. So that's perfect. Uh, so uh, yeah, PDX Land is very uh, is always fun. It usually happens very close to one other uh, event that I never remember the name. But that's okay. Um, and you talk about PAX as well because I have yeah. many things in my head at the same but time. But PAX has a LAN party still. It was 2000 PAX still has a LAN party, time. but it's a very... Uh, uh, actually, that, the free-to-play thing is something that changed a lot uh, for, for LANs in general. You see that LAN ETS uh, here in Montreal or even at DreamHack in Montreal. Uh, I think you probably saw it at DreamHack in Sweden mm-hmm. too. Is that more and more of the people that go to those places go for the festival and maybe the free swag and whatever. And definitely um, for the free swag. <laughs> they, they might not bring their PCs anymore. Uh, they go there they, because there's all those tournaments you also want to watch, and there's so many games and so many tournaments, so much more than there used to be at least. And then so for sure now, if you go there and you want to see all the games. And you want to go around uh, the, the booths on the companies and do all that. Well, you don't really have that much time to play besides at night. And for some people, well, they just go for that. And when they want to play, they go to the free-to-play area instead. And then they go home or whatever. Uh, so that's some, that's also a trend. And it's uh, I think it's good. we're going to see more and more of that, obviously. That makes sense. Uh, you don't have to move your case, and especially if you have like a hard tuning and all that, you don't have the shipping issue that some of the yeah, models actually. Have. have you seen many uh, people with uh, custom cooling stuff at the DreamHack, like from those who brought that was, was more from other events. So yeah. there was more people with custom loop at DreamHack than other events. Yeah. But what I saw was almost a ridiculously low amount of people with air cooling. So anyone that have a glass or light in the PC, yeah. they almost all have all-in-one or oh, like water cooling. To, mount, right? it's, uh, to move around your PC, I mean, that's safer. And it's, We've yeah, it's, it's, it's good enough. Hard tubing, yeah. uh, tubing, that's, uh, yeah. yeah okay, let's not talk about shipping stuff with hard tubing inside. Yeah. Uh, that, that will uh, go hey, bring hey, some... Hey, GTI, uh, Jason, nice to see you. 
PC Shed, esports and LAN plays a huge part at Insomnia, but over the years it's becoming more mainstream for families. Yeah, uh, same at Gamers Assembly actually. Uh, already 10 years ago, their their focus was really to make it uh, family friendly, accessible. Uh, so take the, maybe, I wouldn't say take the geek out of it. But, you know, the, this very nerdy feel, maybe from the early LAN parties. Uh, I'm speaking about me here, so maybe 15, 20 years ago. Like, like uh, three days, playing, not, not uh, showing. Playing and... Unreal Tournament in the loop or Counter Strike 1.5. Uh, as many times I could, you could on DDoS until you were seeing DDoS with your eyes closed. Uh, I mean, so, <laughs> no, but seriously, th those were, LAN parties used to be like that, and now it's true. Now it's more family festivals, you have activities for, like, maybe very young people. Uh, I mean, you have brands like Nintendo going there, and then you have maybe stuff for more agile, so you have brands, the AAA games that come to exhibit. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it changed, but it, it is normal, because if you want to, Gated to more people, then you also have to move there, and probably also like I mean, PC gamers evolved from those cave cave days to to more like uh, mainstream users, I'd say. Right now, it's very polished and and the rise of the rise of uh, esports at that as well. So of it's course, more yeah. it's more understood, and it's not like ah, it's just a bunch of people watching uh, playing game. Like, yeah, yeah, but there's like a lot of people watching them play as well. So that's changed the the mood as well. Speaking about game, yes. So there's quite a few things. Uh, first of all, we will be talking about gaming in that show in the future upcoming uh, sessions as well. Well, when we say gaming, it's not just gaming for gaming, but games and gaming. And what is time. around that? Uh, um, that we we want to make it very general and not too generic either. Um, does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, basically, talk about upcoming games, games that have been launched, <clears> and talking also about what's been happening and more like gaming as an esport uh, in terms of the scene in a professional way and the more casual one as well because there are people that are maybe not interested in uh, the high competitive high stake high money kind of stuff but they are interested in just following it for the sport and then on the side they just like to play with their friends and those are the people that you follow on Twitch usually, right? Those are, it's a different kind of person because those are more people who are interested in the entertainment of the stream or someone playing. And so we're talk, trying to talk about all that, basically. And so we're going to have to find guests for that because obviously I'm not the most... Well, actually, okay, okay, okay. okay. I, I do know, but for people, yeah. like, what is the last game you played? Well, for example, uh, there's an upcoming uh, Anthem title. Did you play the demo? I didn't. I have no idea. No. Yeah. No, I didn't. But, but I'd love to have someone that uh, played it and can give us uh, his uh, opinion about it, actually. Yeah. So what was the last game you played? Uh, Overcooked 2. <laughs> Finished it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, uh, it was a pity because... Um, okay, so I have to say, uh, when I play games, it's not just to play... I rarely play by myself. Uh, I like to play co-op games, uh, play them with my girlfriend, so it's kind of like a... You would do a board game at night, you just play, right? And um, so co-op games are the best. I do find that there's not enough co-op games and you can play multiple people in the room. Uh, there are some of them, but they are not all great. They are not all like uh, simple games. Well, besides Overcooked, Game Beast, and well, yeah. Rocket League? Well, that's it. I, that's what I said. There's, there's not many games like that. Um, <clears throat> actually, is there's... Not, there's we should play once again. Yeah, once 3D. Uh, Armageddon. Well, those are even 2D. That's even, yeah, even older. That's the old one. The good old days. Talking about this. Yeah, we could make a retro show out of it, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, 
Yeah, no, so the Overcooked 2, that's the last one I played. Uh, and I did so the developers at PAX, uh, Team 17. Same guys that do Worms, actually, right? It's all connected. Ah, right? yeah. So you can see, right, the, the kind of games those guys are doing, and this is the kind of games I like. Um, so in the end, um, Overcooked, Overcooked 2... <laughs> Overclocked 2. <laughs> Overclocked 2. Uh, Overcooked 2 was a bit of a letdown for me. I uh, found it was too easy. The levels were too easy. They rolled out an update to try to make it more difficult, but everybody already completed the game. You're not playing those games twice, really. I mean, if you play them again, it's because you add a third person or a fourth person. just becomes total mayhem. And, and you just play for the fun, not for the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You skip, you know. Actually, there's a, an overcook. They should have a mode where you can skip all the talking. Because no one reads them anyway. Who cares what the king of something, of the nuts or whatever, of the onion king is saying, you know? No one cares. You just want to play this, uh, the, the whatever is the level and, and that's it. Anyway, so big letdown for me. Uh, the first one is the best overcook, if anyone cares. Yeah. What is your last game? Last game I played was so Far Cry. Spend, uh, six Far... hours to install. Ah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. Uh, that's a different story as well. Uh, last game I, I play is actually a game I'm playing now because mm-hmm. I got back to it like like four days ago maybe. Uh, Far Cry Primal. So that's the Far Cry one that happens in the like old old days mm-hmm. that you have to craft all your things. I'm not. A big fan of it. I love the Far Cry uh, series, but I don't really like the Far Cry Primal. It's too it's too tricky to get things done. It's like okay, I use the the archer all the time because I love it, and that's what I used as well in the other Far Cry in the in the Blood Dragon one, the, the one before. Uh, I just want to finish the story, then move to the next one. Uh, that's just my goal for it, and uh, I want to try Apex Legend. So that game came out this Royale. week, but I don't yeah. like the Battle Royale mode. I don't like Battle Royale. The only thing I would yeah. like to test is because it looks more like Quake into a Battle Royale mode rather than something that is too uh, cartoonish. Like, over, like so what do you do Overwatch <laughs> didn't really like it. Right. Uh, Fortnite never had any interest in playing it. But Apex it was too, uh... too cartoonish. It's it's like yeah. I don't care having like like twenty five different way of playing the games, or uh, I have to be, just the fact in Fortnite that you have to build stuff for me is like a like a no no. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. It's like if you want to win, you need to be able to build all the stuff. No, if you want to win, you have to be good at aiming and shooting. So I'm more the shooter side rather than on the strategical right. side. Yeah, well, it's true. Apex Legends looks quite nice. Actually, and you what, can play with what, teams. Why we can play, play we with teams? Just play whatever is. Uh, let's just play someone on Twitch that is playing something. Well, there is uh, yeah, just a lot of people. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy if you look at. Um, yeah, so that guy is playing here. Uh, well, you can switch to that. It's fine. There's nothing to hide here. It's my account name. Um, I'm gonna zoom up. Yeah, it's pretty insane. If you look so on Twitch, I I was looking before for knowing what's the most popular game being either played, so but it's being watched. And I, actually, right now, Apex Legend is the most watched game. And if you actually uh, go back, so it's actually in front by far, by far in front of Fortnite. And uh, today, um, uh, the ROG page in France from Asus did a poll. So they were asking people Fortnite or Apex Legend, and at 87%, everyone was for Apex Legends. So. But it just launched. So it just yeah, launched. Yeah, no. There was only it's rumors a, before. Uh, no one was announced. Uh, they basically say, hey, 
By the way, we have this new game. We're releasing it yeah, but now. You can play it. Like okay. people was like, what, what, what? No, but so maybe that's think, the that's think the about it. That's Do you want to see how many people still play PUBG, or at least watch it? Right. I mean, that's that's how. I mean, talk shows are right there. <laughs> right. So it it is quite impressive how quickly you actually drop. What those. what the hell? Bouncing duck simulator. Where is that? Oh, right yeah. there. Yes, right there. What the so hell is that? More popular than PUBG, obviously. Well, not by far, but. It could, could probably be discussed in amount of <laughs> fake bots and stuff. But it's good to see the division too. It's uh, only the beta week for now, so yeah. uh, actually it opens yesterday, I think. So I think from the seventh to the twelfth, uh, if you if you have UPlay or Epic Store. And oh, by the way, Division Two is not going to be on Steam as well. It's just going to be on UPlay and Epic Store. That's the yeah. only thing. But otherwise, uh, yeah, pretty chill. Yeah. Good. It's good to see that kind of uh, that those new games as well. Mm. Um, I'm a bit fed up about the battle uh, battle royale mode. Actually, you you said something before the show about the battle royale mode right. and how it could have been just a revival of some old Unreal Unreal tournament mode. Uh, I mean, like yeah, if you do, <clears throat> um, I mean the if you if you combine some of the things those games are doing and some of the type of weapons they have, even right. Uh, some of them look very similar to what you used to have probably in Unreal Tournament. Uh, not so much the older ones, but maybe the like uh, what was it, 20, 2004, and then they tried to do Unreal 3, and what was it, 20? What year was it, 2007? When t- whatever I, it came I, out. I can't even remember what I did no, my no own one day. Really, so. No one really played that one that much, but <clears> um, yeah, it was uh, sort of very similar. The main difference is the respawn, right? But besides that. Um, those games are hugely similar to what we used to have. Uh, I, d- I do like it more the way Apex Legends looks, obviously, over some of the others' battle royals. I don't like too much games that are also too realistic, so I'm not like someone that plays, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, Call of Duty? Yeah, all those things, like uh, a bit, like even like even if it's retro. That's war, from the same guys that did Call of Duty, I think. Yeah, yeah, but... I like the fact that it's kind of like futuristic, that it's not so real. Um, that's why I also like to play all the Star Wars games, Battlefronts, uh, because it, it is more for me. For me, games are, I like when it's more abstract. I don't like you know real guns and stuff like that. Uh, so so you should play Fortnite. So, so yeah. So no, actually no, because that's too <clears throat> abstract, right? Um, Fortnite is interesting. You know, it could be a mix. It's a mix of Minecraft and and. PUBG and other things, it's all together. I mean, it's a nice mix. I understand why people like it. It's just, I'd rather I'd rather watch this, really. And actually, <clears> when you look at this, uh, it has a feel of Overwatch in there, too. Yeah. Speaking of Overwatch, I'm, I haven't been following too closely, but we might have someone that knows very well about that uh, in one of the next shows. That's Alban. He's from here, from, uh, from Montreal. And Overwatch, uh, they launched their multi-million dollar budget, league, so the Overwatch League, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't see that many people watching Overwatch anymore. Um, well, you saw it in the rankings before. It's a, it's a really down, actually. Uh, it's, um, let's go back to the ranking here. Look at Overwatch. Your 17.4 thousand spectators almost as the same as starcraft so, so now twitch here you see it's the same than you it's starting to give me twitch in french because i used to have i don't know if those 
those are global numbers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, it wouldn't be that many, hun- like, millions of people watching. Why, just why is your tweet in French now, yeah? Yeah, I think Twitch rolled out an update. Everybody that is in Quebec now just gets it served in French. <laughs> You've been served yeah. by a French. Well, whatever is the reason behind it. But yeah, Overwatch is uh, kind of gone. And, but if you, you see, right, like, the preview of what I was watching before, and if you switch to that, it is, it is very similar, though. Like... The looks of the weapons, the the style of the interface. Too much saturation. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, if uh, Apex Legends... You know, initially I watched the trailer and I thought the game would be like that. Did you guys watch the oh, trailer? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a bit Apex? cartoonish. Yeah, yeah the, so the, cartoonish the trailer has nothing to do with the game. The trailer has absolutely nothing to do with the game. So what are the game that you guys are playing, actually? Let us know on the, on the chat. Uh, that should be uh, mm-hmm. interesting. Um... Gameplay trailer. Uh, actually, for the show, we want to get more diversity as well. Uh, we would love to have, especially for the gaming part, we'd love to have more uh, women to be involved in the show. Because um, especially in the overclocking world, it's extremely difficult to find um, any uh, any women that uh, would be interested in doing the show or actually in the industry. It's very hard. Uh, we'd love to have uh, more diversity for the show and not just us as well. So not just French people or or the, the people we, with we need a, a diversity of accent. Yes. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, we have a diversity of accent the, the last time we stream. We had yeah, French, yeah, yeah. we had Italian, we have Indie accent. That, that was the first part of the diversity. We need we need more than that. Yeah, for sure. Um, what the hell OCTV is streaming? <laughs> <laughs> Who's saying that? Carl, Mr. Carl. Tech QC. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, things happened, you know, like... Uh, Hey, Carl, actually, you should join the show one day. You're not far. <laughs> sure, oh, we here. could do Bob Ross in French. So, saying the same thing in English, but with a very strong French accent. And this is the little tree. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's pretty much it for the games. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of things that's going to be happening in the, um, in the next few shows. Uh, for now, we wanted to give you an update. So... If you have any questions about like stuff we have been doing for the past uh, the past year, uh, more than welcome to talk about that. Can give a few update about the few projects we are involved in. Uh, yeah. Open uh, bench table. Okay, so let's talk a bit about that. So bench. So first of all, all right. If so- you order something in the past two weeks, don't worry, it's starting shipping again next week because Chinese New Year will be over. Yeah. So that was the main thing. Yeah. Uh, second thing is if you want one. Go order it now, because because there will be no more. Right? There will be no more by next by next week at the rate that it's uh, being uh, saying right now. So you should, if you want one, just get there. Yeah. And speaking about that, there's a new stock coming too after yes. that, but we don't know when we're gonna get it. So um, Chinese New Year getting in the way and production is not always easy. So there. Uh, if you want one, get one. Otherwise, the project is still going well. We still maintain it. We're still thinking about what we could do for the table, for the table owners, for the community around it. Uh, I mean, there's been ideas such as uh, nice vertical stands. People use it vertically with the 3D printed stand, but it's not a nice stand. It's a plastic one that you print yourself. So there this- was some idea of making a very nice aluminum stand so the table can stand vertical and you don't have to have the back leg maybe or... Uh, something like that. Some people want to have like a mount of being able to mount it to the wall uh, because people are doing wall-mounted PCs. So why not? 
and all that will depend on the feedback as well from yeah. you guys. So on the either on the regular channels to here as well. So that's the uh, that's where you need to give us the feedback on what you would love to see on that. A lot of projects obviously on our side. Uh, this is one of the main reasons why we've been a little bit more silent uh, on the live part for the year. But we, as you could see, we have been helping out and being involved in a lot of different things, more in the non-visible part. So basically, we've been helping a lot of people in the background to make things happen and not be just us at the front facing, either on the camera, on the stream. So it's good to be back, but the main point is you and how we can make it uh, a more uh, no, living thing as well. Yeah. Um, go on if you have any questions. Uh, there on was the one chat. question, actually. Yeah. There was one question from BlackCat1333. I just tune in. Does the Twitch channel being back means we are getting HWBot World Tour again? Um, so, to be very clear, uh, the OCTV and whatever we've been doing together um, has always been something separate uh, than HWBot. We've worked with HWBot for the World Tour events um, on the promotions of it, on the running the events, and all that. Uh, now, Things have changed at HW about recently, uh, since pretty much a year now. Recently, yeah, that was a year ago. Yeah, and, this and, and, and so since then, there, there's no more world tour being planned uh, from HWBot itself. So right now, there's no no world tour go coming, or there's no plan for it. Or at least that we know of. Uh, there's no discussions on the forum about another one coming, and we are not aware of anything. So uh, it'd be cool to have... OC events like the World Tour was, or maybe in a different way, uh, run by either Starbot or other people around the world um, this way. Um, I do know, like, you know, you have guys like uh, Stepans and the guys in the US trying to do their OC events every year, and this one is still going. So if you want to attend one of the local events in North America, this is, I think, the biggest event there still is. Uh, there used to be an event at CES, but this one is no more at the moment. Um, and, and the uh, whole point is, if you want to have something, uh, well, you gotta do it. reach out, do it, reach yeah. out to other people that want to do it with you, uh, reach out to us as well to see if we or we have something that is gonna be uh, be made, and let people know. So let uh, your friends around, the people mm. that would be interested, let them know. So this is how you can get traction into getting something together. Uh, After in Europe, I don't think anyone has a plan for events at the moment. I know that that so the French community has been pretty active up to this point um, doing their regular annual events which they call the LAN but it's an overclocking kind of like thing you can play games too there uh, but it's a it's a small local event for the French community so if you're speaking French you're definitely welcome to go there uh, reach out to FFOC those are the guys running it um, now if you are in a different country yeah you should definitely get it off the ground it doesn't need to be big actually uh, it's probably easier to get it started when it's small. Um, the World Tour events were very complicated events uh, to run, you know, when you have like 30 or more overclockers coming, like the Gamers Assembly mm -hmm. event in France. Uh, you have a logistics of bringing 6,000 liters of liquid nitrogen there. On um, on a holiday weekend? Well, actually, and actually, like, uh, that event at Gamers Assembly is just not possible anymore because the sole provider... Uh, is not able to deliver anymore in that region. So bringing LN2 to that event specifically uh, has gone up in difficulty quite a lot. So it's either too expensive 
because uh, with money you can always resolve every problem you have but you know there's a limit to everything yeah, there's, you can there's do. a limited supply of money obviously I mean, everyone can you know rent a semi truck and just drive down with tanks from the other side of France but uh, yeah if you pay for eight, uh, eight or ten cages for the truck then yeah. yeah, there's probably more truck expenses than liquid nitrogen, uh, and then, and then, so that that's one thing. Um, I do know um, that there are some guys in Russia still being active with overclocking because I still see uh, the Russian guys doing events uh, with Asus at the Asus office there. So if you're uh, from Russia or Ukraine or anywhere around there, you can make it there. Then I mean that's gonna be cool. Um, that's something you have to reach out to the, the Russian guys. Um, I think the Greek community is still an active community. Uh, there's still people there going strong with overclocking. So definitely, <laughs> somewhere you should you should really reach cool, out. To. Cold use liquid helium. Okay, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. So liquid, so liquid helium, if you're outside of Taiwan, eh, that's kind of tricky to use it for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Uh, and for, and the thing is, it's totally not really environmentally friendly at all. Uh, so if you do it, you should at least uh, at least try to get it. Yeah, at least try to recycle uh, it because it's a finite resources. Yeah. That's not like liquid nitrogen. It's super easy. You're we're breathing like nitrogen right now for like 75 or I don't remember exactly which one. It's like this is the majority of what we're breathing right now. So it's super cheap, super easy to get, and so on. It's just the delivery in France at that specific location at that specific time was tricky. Uh, liquid helium, it's like fossil fuel you have to go dig and find it which is weird because that's one of the most common element in space but not on earth well maybe we should just ask musk um fat boy not so slim it's so nice to see you actually man like long time to see i think last time welcome I saw in you australia was when i was at pax in australia two years ago um yeah organize yeah. something organize Actually, an event fly us over for the for the stream we're yeah, just gonna do yeah, coverage yeah, you know it's very simple just fly us over it's not like the tickets are only two thousand dollars or something <laughs> just just fly it's us not over. just on the other side yeah, just put it on your uber expenses or something don't you work for a big company anyway <laughs> uh yeah but uh, no actually um australia the community there is still going strong uh you guys have to uh organize something there for sure uh, I've been to some of the events there when I used to live there, um, and when the World Tour used to be there, it was some cool events as well. So definitely something we should. Uh... The World Tour thing was very nice. Uh, yeah. That was that was great to to gather everyone around. Um, as you might expect, it's a lot of logistics, it's a lot of preparation. Mm. This is a uh, this is not something you can do like this. And it's like oh yeah, I want to do like no ten events in the year in ten different countries. Like yeah. No, you need yeah. to prepare for that. Well, yeah, and also that's one major thing I think people maybe didn't really understood about the world tour is that, and what made it complicated in the end, but it, it, it was a necessity to go complicated to make them big. So basically what happens is that if you want to run events that become big and so many people go, um, so you need a lot of space because you're going to have a lot of people, which means you're going to need more LM2, etc., etc. So the cost goes up, right? Uh, and then, so basically, if you want to attract sponsors to help you pay for it, then you have to also propose something that is uh, front-facing, not just guys spending the marketing money on liquid nitrogen, uh, even let alone making scores. Most brands will not even care about that. Uh, so 
you got to propose something and that's what the world tour was trying with the workshops as well was to uh, get people on board with overclocking and give them a hands-on and they can try it and you know get a feel for it eventually join the community and it eats the whole circle uh, and then they could experience overclocking on the brands that were supplying the hardware and support line also the cash to run the events obviously so the bigger you make it the more money you get the more money you get the more you can make it big and it just and keeps going this way right? keeps going yeah. uh, so now the thing is, is with all it, it is much easier to do all the smaller events because everyone just pays i don't know 150 bucks for the ln2 expenses and it covers it it's all kind of like centralized and one guy goes place the order you do that in the hotel room or in a local local place like maybe your friend's garage that is big enough or something like that and then you can make an event with five or ten people but if you want to make it with 30 or more the everything becomes more like the, the logistic you have to think about insane. power as well it's like i mean like so you have all those things which makes uh it not possible to do world tour events without big support from either hjbot or very large companies and uh hjbot right now not going for it uh there's no big organization that would be able to drive it at a global scale uh even us on lctv we would not just do it by ourselves. There's no point for it. It's just, it's just um, that we can't. Like, I don't stand for the community either. So yeah. it's just like, um, that's it. That's I mean, everything we provide, I mean, unless, and this is, as you say, you there is no way to run that kind of event everywhere without a strong supply of budget from sponsors. Yeah, mm-hmm. Be it the industry, could be like Coca-Cola, Red Bull, whatever, whatever, which one you want. Unless there is that, it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, same for esports. Uh, the big esports competitions, except for Smash, because Smash Bros is like the alien in all these esports uh, things. They get huge number, uh, super dedicated community, but they never get the cash. But they still go strong and still do it. Well, after the the thing, you, you see it, right? It's the same. The same thing happens that what happens with basically the ranking of the games on on Twitch, right? Whatever is the best ranked is where the cash is gonna go because that's where the users are. Uh, that's so, why Fortnite was so huge, and everyone was. Every big companies were like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna do well, sponsor everyone, this Fortnite player." Everyone started moving a bit from PUBG sponsoring to Fortnite because it's the new big thing, and that's where you should be as a brand, and that's how sponsorship goes, right? Uh, so, so yeah. Get a sponsorship from Bearded Hardware. So here, uh, Obscure Products, you're talking about uh, our friend Slacker. That's obviously not here tonight. We did invite him uh, for the record. For, for uh, the record, yeah. So Stephens, uh, US American overclocker, uh, now also overclocking celebrity. Um, he's uh, hitting it hard with the legendary folks uh, on YouTube. Um, Bearded Hardware is his channel. If you want to see what he's doing, uh, is uh, getting started at it, but getting more active as well. He so stopped slacking. It's it's good. It's good because uh, two years after having purchased his camera, I'm I'm really <laughs> glad to see some comfort coming okay. from him. Okay, okay, full disclosure. It's a private joke. That was a private best. joke running for like two years. It was like, okay, guys, I'm I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And, and Joe, we love you. That's no question about that. I I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go into streaming. I'm gonna do videos for YouTube. Yeah. Sure, man. Just just do it. If you need help, just let us know. Just go go go. Six months after, I you know uh, I've been thinking like I really need to get into YouTube. Like yeah, sure, go on. I mean the, the, uh, the most the, difficult part is to start. Right? And the thing is, well, yeah. he bought the camera. He bought like this nice camera. I think it was GH5 at the time. Nicer than what we had. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, that camera. And the thing was like, waited like almost a year 
And then now he's doing it, so that's good. Okay, let's go. Yeah. He was looking for more lights and things like that, but yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's uh, it's gonna be cool to have him on the show one day. I mean, he's uh, he's one of the actives right now in uh, North America, also putting overclocking out there, which is really important. It doesn't matter actually if the person doesn't. You don't need to be a celebrity or a legend or whatever. I mean, like obscure you just paradox. To, you just have to do it as well. You just have to start doing it as well. Yeah, the the more people do do it, the more people will think of doing it, and it just goes like that so so yeah i don't know if he's still slacking hard but we'll discuss that when he's here to defend himself well um, <laughs> by the way pc building simulator at an oc yes uh that's true uh so the pc building simulator that's um, a game uh, for those who don't know you can play it on your computer and the idea is to build pcs uh so it's kind of like a 3d environment um you have this kind of like a mail system where you get like orders, orders. from cons- customers that order you to build a PC and um, I think most of the time they give you the parts or they tell you sort of something they want and you can build whatever you want with a budget. Uh, the idea is for people, you know, that um, they, there's this kind of people out there that just like the process of building, right? Okay. So it's not about That's the so building true. of the PC, it's the process of sourcing the parts. So what you end up doing is like before PC building simulator, you go on sites, I don't know, you can go on Case King, you can go on UA or wherever, which is your big distributor and that has a nice uh, thing where you could sort the parts and you pick your dream PC or you make up all those things and then you look at the price and then you exit the website. Right? And then, uh, so basically a PC building simulator is just that, uh, you can just build PCs and the cool thing is 3D so you can actually see the parts as they look being placed in there. You actually have to drag them and place them right as well, which is kind of And like, put the screws and yeah. so on. So it's, it's, re- it's really cool, and uh, maybe one day they will do a VR version of that, I don't know, or augmented reality version where you can just have an empty case at home and build in all the nice components that you don't have inside. Uh, Speaking of PC building simulator, you should check out uh, Auxiliary Stream. Uh, so that guy is working for one of the um, uh, main system integrator in the US. So he's basically building PC all day long. Yeah, and when he's coming yeah. back home in the evening, he's playing PC building simulator. Which is insane in a way, but uh, awesome guys, uh, uh, very nice, uh, very nice folk as well, uh, Houston. Yeah, obviously, Obscure Paradox. Yes, if you do need to build any PC for that matter, you should always mount it first on a bench table. I agree. I agree. Actually, if you reach your end in the back, there's uh, yeah, a few, people know a it few good people. units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, PC building simulator. That's cool. And now they they also have a like an OC simulator in there as well. So that's uh, that's kind of got to try cool. it out. That's kind of cool. Actually, we should just do a stream about that. Train to uh, blue screen of this. Maybe yeah. maybe I want. I wonder actually. I haven't. Can checked. you have two people trying to build the same PC and check which one is building it the fastest with the best performance for it? You know what? I think this is a challenge, especially nowadays. You can uh, we could pull in two feeds from people doing that. I think that would be hilarious. All right. Is anyone interested in being one of the players? <laughs> the other player can just be true for. Uh, Okay, I, I'm whoever, gonna lose. Well, whoever else, actually, whoever else. What would be even more fun is that the guy at the same time has to do it on the real PC. Oh, so one is the simulator well, one, and one is not one in the simulator. Build, yeah, one has to build a real <laughs> thing, same parts, uh, has to do the overclocking too. Uh, ah, that's a good way. Okay, yeah, there you we'll we'll try to some find ideas, out uh, what could be ideas. done for that. Um, so does anyone know where to find Tech9Fat anymore? KPC doesn't seem to have a page for them anymore. I think if KPC out. doesn't have a page, it means he doesn't sell them anymore. But 
Just reach out to just you to ask, just ask, just him. ask him. He may have stuck. Maybe some people are stuck. I don't have a tech. I don't. Uh, uh, no, that's the slim one. Oh, yeah. And then it's that's all Roman spots. So yeah. um, I don't have any to sell. Um, if you have any questions for us, just go for it. This is more like a, the Q&A and discussion part. So the, the main goal was to launch OMG, uh, the show. Um, Overclocking meets gaming, overclocking modding gaming, whatever you want to call it, it's called OMG. There's also uh, the option of not in overclock mod game. Also an option. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. You guys can just decide. We can probably just put up a poll. But sometimes it's not good to ask people. No, uh, <laughs> especially with your kind of logo that you had right now, I don't really want to ask too many things to people. It's uh, a nice logo. What do you say? It's like I did that in two minutes. <laughs> Took me more time to open Illustrator to do that. I should have done it on Paint. Mm, on PowerPoint? Uh, yeah, on PowerPoint. On PowerPoint. PowerPoint is the fastest way to do any kind of like conceptual drawing. <laughs> like I mean, like if if uh, if Adobe has to learn anything from PowerPoint and Microsoft, it's that it just opens faster. So <laughs> if you need to get something done quick, even actually removing background for pictures. If you need to do it quick, yes, actually that's true. PowerPoint is still fast and it actually does it pretty well nowadays. So. Uh, if you have a high-res picture, you're cool. And you can actually right-click and save the picture right again in PNG. That's okay. That's, so, that's useful. So it's kind of like a Photoshop level to the max because you cannot do that in Photoshop. You cannot do right-click, save. No, you have to do that Control-Shift-S or oh, something. Yeah, you need a whole... Uh, yeah, you need an education for this shit. Uh, all the things that we haven't talked in the show uh, that we did over the past time that we haven't been streaming for a long time, I went to TwitchCon. Mm. Uh, TwitchCon was great. That was your first TwitchCon for you. That was yep, the third one was, for me. It was cool. It was nice. It was uh, packed. Uh, so many people. Um, TwitchCon is kind of like this uh, interesting show. It's a mix between... It's between what? It's kind of between uh, PAX and Burning Man. Kind of like. Yeah, without the drug. <laughs> okay, without the drugs and skits friendly and all that, but it's kind of like the idea. So you have it, a... it's very yeah, it's like a once again it's like a big family reunion. Mm. Uh, you have streamers, but you have other viewers as well. Uh, so people come there to meet. They're like, oh yeah, I'm watching you every week. It's like, oh, thank you, thank you. It's awesome. I like that. I like this part that you do and so on. So that's very nice. Uh, awesome people. A lot of different backgrounds. Extremely diverse. A lot of diversity for for the whole like conventions. And this is something that I truly uh, like as well. Mm -hmm. We met people there that were so awesome that they became friends after. And we saw, him, saw them again at PAX, we saw them again at Twitch, at the other TwitchCon. Uh, some so we even see them again at DreamHack. Some we, so so that's, that's, that's very interesting way. It's, a, it's much smaller in terms of number of people. Of course, if you look at PAX, it's insane the number of people that happens, yeah. that, uh, that happens to go there. But TwitchCon was more uh, into this whole streaming family, and yeah. this is the good. This is yeah. the good thing. You can start a conversation with anyone at any point in time because you all have at least something in common, which is Twitch. Which is Twitch, and the fact that you know you're growing this thing that is not clearly defined either. It's not like you. No one has to fit inside a specific category. You know, there's always this space for someone to do something either weird or something new, something special, or a mod or something or whatever. So it's just um, that's a it's a it's a cool thing. Like the, uh, I just wish they they chose a location which has more space because if you're a bit agoraphobic. Um, which kind is definitely not my recommendation. Packs either. 
Pax either. Uh, but Pax feels more free, even in, I mean, Seattle. It's just more downtown. spread out because it's there's more, too yeah, much. Yeah, it's very things. big, it's more spread out, so it doesn't feel the same. But yeah, TwitchCon was. Uh, yeah. Speaking, speaking of, uh, you, you talk about PAX in Seattle. Uh, speaking of PAX, we did we did host a panel at PAX West last year. Should we say that we are going to also host one at PAX East? Well, year? now it's too late, but uh, that was not announced, but yeah. Oh, well, so, now it's <laughs> so yeah, so we did a panel on how to build your... Thank you. You, uh, you guys are invited. <laughs> <laughs> so we did a panel at PAX West to on uh, like build your uh, dream gaming PC machine uh, on stage. So basically that was two teams of two people trying to build a PC, but they did not knew which part they would have to use. So we had you guys in the audience actually choose for it. So that was the uh, like the the trick. Right? That was that was fun. Uh, that was. Obviously for us, we were the last panel of the whole show and it was still packed, so that was great. Mm. And um, we suggested that panel again for PAX East in a different twist or a little bit uh, different as well. So we're just going to be in Boston at the end of March. I like Boston. It's the, probably the first and only uh, event we will be so close, except the ones that are in Montreal. Every time we have to take the plane for five hours to get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> so it's cool, like Boston. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can drive there. Two hours. And and with the track record of us taking the planes, we usually spend more time now in we, the airport. We're go there by bus. We could. It would be the. I we could the, actually just um, just get a car and just uh, drive there because there's a lot of people, people from Montreal here, going yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, we have to look at that. Ah, okay, let's do a like a we geeky do, bus. We need to book Airbnb and all that. So. Geeky gear, geeky camping car. <laughs> With like battery packs in the <laughs> what for could, playing what, Pokemon what, Go on the what, way. What could go wrong? Like? <laughs> yeah. um, no, that was that. So we're gonna have the panel. Uh, all the details will be. Yeah, we, we don't know actually what we're gonna do in exactly three weeks. Anyway, so well, the same or something a bit different or. We have some ideas. We just want to make sure that we're just gonna have the, the right support for it. So that's uh, yeah. that's what. It's... But also at TwitchCon we saw the panel that uh, Intel organized. You went there. I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't oh, yeah. Attend so this I one. went there and they had invited. Uh, so there was. Uh, that was Luke. Luke from Linus Tech Tips. Uh, game was it? No, not game. No, 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 no. That was um, Ethan. Not not Ethan. I forgot his name. Other YouTuber. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, another guy. Uh, so they it's made different time. teams, and there was also um, well, there were four YouTubers basically being invited. I only remember Luke because uh, he's the one that knew best about PCs. Um, and um, so they they were uh, the they were paired with uh, so basically two two pros of the PCs and two total noobs. And the idea was that uh, the pros were not allowed to touch the PC and could only direct by voice the other person of what. Her or he had to do, so it it was quite quite a lot of fun actually that uh, that panel. So maybe we can combine a bit of what we did with what they did. I think uh, many ideas. <laughs> Obscure product was like give a PC newbie a Threadripper and watch them struggle to even install the CPU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's not do that. It's too costly to make mistakes. Um, other kind of event that we went to Computex. Yeah. as just, every year for the past 10 years. Yeah, so we're obviously going to be there this year in 2019. So we already got the ticket. We're going to be there. going to be there. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Gonna be... This is actually yeah. where we we had 
one of the very interesting meetings with the modding community as well. Yes, so the modding things year, yeah. came from last year Computex for some of the discussion that we had and the challenges that were uh, being voiced by some of the uh, modding community members. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's actually funny to see how Computex evolved. There used to be uh, just a lot of overclockers between be being invited, and now there's as many uh, case modders being invited too. So it's kind of like uh, two different groups, uh, two different kind of cultures too, two different sets of private jokes, <laughs> and um, <laughs> very nice people to hang around with. Um, so Computex is becoming kind of like this place, you know, it's uh, it's everyone goes there for the hardware, it's the mecca of hardware and all those communities we group there, so it's, it's going to be an interesting year again. For 2019, uh, what PC tech advances you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to two nanometers, but I don't think we'll get it this year. So well, well, well just, let, uh, let, let's get 10 and 7 nanometers. Mainstream I will just, be I one. Just push the envelope, you know. It's like I'm not the one developing the text. Uh, I saw yeah. and I witnessed by myself the quantum computer from IBM at CES. Okay, so, so quantum computing. If that comes, basically AI takes over and we're all gone. Oh yeah, that the, the, that it's the, already gone. It's like that, there's nothing the us poor human can do anyway. Yeah, with our CPUs that do zero and ones. <laughs> They're like like the, their CPUs do zero ones at the same time. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. You could see it. Um, oh, it was not. Okay, okay, okay. It was not the whole thing. Right? It, it, it was, was first. It was thing, not the whole thing. The it was thing just they the, showing the pictures yeah, all the time. That was the visible part for it. Yeah. So which is the uh, this glass cube that is vacuumed and cooled on my liquid helium, and which it hangs from the ceiling. hangs from the ceiling. And right. this is the brain of the quantum computer. What you don't see, and that's what I discussed with one of some of the engineers there, is that you need at least four racks of electronic on the side to just make sense of that. Right. And you're not talking about the power that it's using. So yeah, that's not something you're gonna have in your computer within the next decade. Foreseeable decade. future. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So obscure products. Yeah, seven nanometers, sure, but uh, no architecture is really disappointing. Could be the first uh, for performance with bigger the size and yeah well you know it's it's the constant race everyone is just racing for smaller and more performance and lower thermal and power envelopes and all that. Um, I think what we'll see more this year and I think it's something we started seeing already last year. It's gonna be uh, PCs, probably mostly on the laptop side at first that have both ARM and regular x86 CPUs, um, either all in one chip. I don't know. Or no, I mean, on or, the same package. Or, or yeah, or, or maybe two both on the system, and you would be able to either uh, have some task completely offloaded to to whatever specialized ARM architecture you get there, or maybe just you have your heavy duty CPU for everything else. Um, I think we're gonna start to see that because when you see what happened to maybe some of the high end smartphones and all that, the, the amount of computing power you get in there. Uh, it's um, it's pretty impressive. You have cell phones that have some AI AI dedicated chip as well. well so yeah. it's like an extra chip just for that. So it's basically just learning more about not about you with your data, but more on how you use stuff and just optimize in the background just for that. There's that. There's the fact that for Microsoft products with Cortana, if you want them to use Cortana, basically your PC needs to send stuff online every time, right? Your whole device mm -hmm. pretty much. 
uh, if you have those chips on board, they can compile some of it, maybe there's some machine learning, whatever, involved there. And you can, your PC, without the internet, will be able to be an assistant that is somehow useful. Because, uh, I mean, right now, let's not lie to ourselves, but without the internet, all those things are completely useless. <laughs> yes, that's true. Like they, they, you can't do much with it. A uh, question from Ken Destroy. I have a 1.6K budget. Uh, what should I buy for gaming PC? You Honestly... Desktop or laptop? Yeah, that would be the first just, question. Just change that. Uh, we could do a stream just for recommendation build. Uh, it's it's going to be just insane. Uh, tonight we have still have a lot of things that we want to talk to, but uh, sure, I'm pretty sure there's people on the chat that could help you out with that. Or you can go on the Discord, on the uh, slash r slash overclocking Discord channel, which is actually although the official channel for overclocking TV now. Um, Thanks guys for hosting us there. Yes, actually. Uh, Mikkel T, uh, Bill Zoid, and all the folks at uh, and Golden One. For the folks that for welcoming us in there, uh, it's our way to support them. It's their way to support us so that's uh, awesome to see that uh obscure products was saying that seven nanometers was fine for sure but no new architecture blah 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 that's disappointing that's and so on let's wait for what intel is coming with on the gpu side that might be shaking things up there was a new trailer again earlier this year uh, this week mm. where raja was basically saying we want to unleash the gpu side right. so we're gonna see uh, how that turns out it's not for this year uh, they announced it's not going to be for 2019. Uh, we don't know when that's going to be because they never announced when that's going to be. Uh, we have to basically be like, wait and see to see what uh, what's happening on this side. Uh, other few things uh, on the event side. Uh, so CS, we did CS last yeah. year. Yes, well, we did CS this year as well. This year. Um, we were both at CS, but that did not took a lot of times in the PC hardware side. How was it? Because that's you that did it. Okay, I did it, but I did it very quick. So, because this year I spent most of my time at the SANS. If you've been to CS, there's basically three main parts to it. So you have LVCC, which is where you were, where you have the big brands. Mostly automotive. All Mercedes, the, like, LG, Samsung. Like Intel is there, ARM guys. is there, right. Samsung is there, IBM is there. Right. The big money guys. Uh, companies that do huge consumer products or in industrial stuff that is worth a lot of money. And then you have a, like the SANS, which is basically another kind of smaller convention center, more on the strip. And this one uh, hosts everything that is IoT, everything that is uh, smart home, uh, health, you know, all those uh, eye health, fitness stuff and connected Fitbits and other things. I mean, you have connected stuff for pretty much everything nowadays. Really, everything is connected. Uh, does it work well? I found out that my, my my new watch is actually connecting to Wi-Fi directly. I don't even need my cell phone anymore. I was like, yeah, wait good. a minute. That's, that's a bit more useful. Oh, he's telling me that I need to move my ass because I'm getting too fat now because oh, I haven't moved for a while. Just don't ease. Don't get fat. Uh, and then basically, um, so you have that. And then the, the other part is where you have all the brands that have either suites and do smaller exhibits. Uh, sort of the companies that are not interested in taking a booth per se, but they're just interested in doing business meetings, which was actually CS at the beginning. It's like a very B2B show where you do sales meetings, right? It's not there just for the show. Uh, and so most of the PC brands are like that. So I went to see MSI, so Thermaltake is, of course, here. Uh, so Kikapai, Asus, uh, everyone, pretty much. Everyone. So all those guys, they are in hotel suites, so you have to run everywhere around to get them, uh, to see what they're doing. Um, 
it was interesting. I didn't saw anything really major because everything was already announced before, you know, like uh, all the three Z390 motherboards for 900K and all that were already all out. That's uh, nothing new. Uh, the 2011 socket stuff, I mean, it's... It's the same, the same sockets of most people just refresh their board. 2066. Uh, for X299, basically, X. yeah. So it, it just just was a refresh, and there were no new boards really being launched. Uh, all I saw that was really new and cool was uh, Asus had that laptop. Dominus as well? Uh, that could unspit. There was the big motherboards, um, Dominus, uh, all that that was showcased and showed off and everything. Um, but it was, yeah, kind of like a, not a big CS in terms of hardware launch. Not this year. Uh, I went to the NVIDIA press conference, thanks to the GAT for Jagat review for getting me in there. It just um, works. It just worked. It just worked. It just I worked. Just, I just walked in. <laughs> it just worked out. And uh, yeah, no, it's um, NVIDIA same. I mean, 2080 Ti and RTX and more. They were more talking about all the machine learning stuff they're doing behind it, basically, to have... Um, DLSS. Yeah, so basically... Which is now a test into 3D Mark. Yeah, yeah, so they, they posted that today, I think, a few days ago, very yeah. recently. Uh, Early like, this week. Yeah, so it's um, it was, that was pretty much the news at, at CES for PC hardware. All CES was about self-driving cars, and I mean, this, is, this, this was everywhere. Like you had suites about that. You had a lot of suppliers that supplied all those components. You know, yeah, like suppliers of suppliers. Yeah, yeah, because everyone is trying to be, you know, establish a presence in that sort of new market where cars are becoming extensively digital. And I mean, they've been already pretty digital from the old mechanic days, but they were not digital and smart. So now there's a lot of software. There's a lot of um, radar tech. There's all that kind of stuff that is being pushed around cars. And automobile is such a big industry. Uh, it's a big money industry as well. So that's, I mean, we're coming back to the money thing. Right? Yeah. That's what that's what we saw at CES, and it was mostly about cars. Uh, I like obscure products. Like, I'm pretty happy driving my own car. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I actually took the, um, what was it, uh, Lyft? Uh, Aptive? Uh, Lyft was doing the yeah, self-driving car test with uh, Aptive, a company that does, uh, actually that company builds, uh, basically, uh, self-driving systems that are not to be sold as their own car, but can be integrated by other brands. Basically, it's a startup. So basically, a supplier of the car manufacturer. Yeah, and they use off-the-shelf components as well. Basically, building mostly the software rather than the tech and the stuff. Uh, so Aptiv was doing like their test drives on the Lyft. So when you book just a Lyft, Lyft is like Uber for it. If, if you don't know, because in Europe and some places it doesn't exist. But uh, basically, it's the same kind of thing that Lyft. You just order it and you choose self-driving or regular driver. Uh, that's when you went with um, Anshel. Uh, yeah, but we were not in the same car. But okay. uh, So I ended up taking that, taking that car and uh, you don't really know if it's really self-driving because there's a guy in the seat. He has to keep his hands on the wheel anyway. Uh, you cannot see what he's doing with the pedals. The car could only drive in a straight line in the middle of the of the strip. I mean, come on. Um, and then it kind of it kind of drive. It's gonna be self-driving when he can get his own way in Vegas into the pickup point. Yeah, in the in garage, the, uh, right? In the garage. Because if it cannot navigate its way in the garage, which it couldn't, because apparently GPS doesn't work well there. There's no geolocalization tech in the garages, and I mean like. There's many things we do as a human when you drive that you're capable to improvise, basically. And right now, the software is totally not there yet. It's not going to be capable of 
finding you in a garage by calling you and say, hey, where are you? You know, what's the... And Uber arguing like, like two driver, minutes like, yeah, I can't see you, but I'm there, but I can't see you. Yeah, but I'm there. Yeah, I'm there too. Where are you? Yeah, so it's like, uh, I think... That was the highlight of the yeah. of the CES, CES pickup line. The number of people that were like, I'm here. Uh, no, no, you're not here. I am here. I still don't get every pickup location should just have a QR code. You scan it and you're sure you're at the right place and they know you're at this place. That's it. No, you go there and you're in the same hotel. There's six different locations, two different floors. The only pickup spot that was efficient was the one at the LVCC. You had Uh, numbers. So it's basically like when the the driver arrived, they park and they say, text that or go to that number or text that number to the person you're supposed to pick up. So that was efficient. Yeah. Unless you're dealing with humans, which was the case. And most people are like, I'm here. Where here? Like, I'm here. No, no, which number? And then you end up in the same issue, but it's just way easier. Yeah. Uh, Mikkel T is talking about uh, benchmarks for all the AI-based tech. Uh, I mean, if if you want to benchmark DLSS, that's basically benchmarking the AI results. FutureMark has some job job openings for that. So if you're into uh, AI and you're into benchmarking and you know even about FutureMark and what they're doing, um, they have job well, openings. It's called UL benchmarks, not called future benchmarks. Okay, anymore. yeah, UL benchmarks. Sorry, um, I'm from the old days. Uh, but 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 basically, yeah, the, it's uh, AI. It's gonna be a big big thing for for the foreseeable future. And uh, right now, it's just everyone is jumping into. We don't know. Everyone is just jumping there. And uh, a lot of what I've seen, it's not there yet. It's interesting, but... Uh, There's a lot of good use case. So what we see today is mostly the use case that could lot, be yeah. solved by learning enough and teaching enough. Yeah. Like a deep, uh, deep mind. The, yeah. um, uh, the ones that can play the, the games. The ones that can play the games. Uh, I'm pretty sure Alban, uh, which will be our game gaming consultant on oh. the show in the next few shows, will love to speak about that. We'd love to tell you that, yes, in some very constrained and specific ways, you can beat a human, but it's not there yet, totally, for uh, the whole game. So, for example, it plays StarCraft, can play only one race, can play Protoss against Protoss only. Um, It can make a lot of moves, but uh, it's actually... Yeah, I will will not sell sell you speech, but it's a a pretty good talk at the... Ada loves the. Uh, actually, love this. I actually talked with him about that last yeah. Saturday. So well, that's it's going to be cool to have him on board. For those on the tr- the chat, don't worry. Just re- refresh if you lost us or something. There has been a small drop in the connection, so I saw it going down. Press and back F. Up. Press uh, F. Press F five. F. F. F just F. F. Just F. F. Just refresh. Pay respect with F. Um, this weekend we are at the LAN ETS. Yeah. In Montreal, actually, it's uh, it's already started. Yeah, so LAN ETS is, uh, it used to be the one and only LAN party in Montreal uh, before DreamHack moved in and also has a DreamHack event. But uh, LAN ETS, ETS is a technological university here. They do their own LAN party. They used to do it at the university, but now they outgrew it. So they're doing it at the convention center. It's at the convention center. And that's the first LAN party that's going to be at the convention center here in Montreal. So it's going to be uh, interesting. It's going to be, is it bigger than uh, where they used to be at Bonaventure? The convention center? It used to be at the, con- uh, no, no, it used to be at the Bonaventure. Yeah, but so it used to be at the school. Oh, yeah, it's like, actually, yeah. it's not bigger on one floor. Okay. But there's like five floor. So overall it's bigger, 
but it's not bigger on one same floor. So that's the only difference that, uh, that exists there. So yes, it's smaller in terms of space, uh, but the overall capacity of the convention center is much bigger. But I think they only have one floor for, uh, for this event. Okay, so I will check it out this, this, uh, this weekend, I guess. Ah, well, maybe tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, other things that uh, are nice to be uh, talked said, about. talked about. Uh, we did the collab with Ubisoft. We talked about that earlier in the show. Uh, check them out. It's youtube.com forward slash ngungaming. Uh, there's a few um, videos there. Uh, other things that... Uh, Wizard is doing a lot of streams, again, in French. I mean, in they never really stopped. Um, check it out on twitch.tv slash wizardy. Uh, Dr. Wiz did the... Go check out the laptop extreme overclocking one on his YouTube channel as well. Uh, Bitzuit is always doing his VRM analysis on uh, Gamers Nexus. Uh, always good to see that. Um, uh, who else did we talk to? Uh, 2019, Lani TS this weekend. Next week is the Rainbow Six Invitational here in Montreal as well. Uh, because Rainbow Six Siege was actually developed in Montreal, so that's why it's being made here. Uh, we're gonna go to PAX East at the end of March. We're just we're gonna be at Computex for sure. We might be going to TwitchCon Europe when they announce where it is and exactly when. Did they is... already announce where it was? No, they announced there's gonna be Europe. Really? And I, that's it. I heard some stuff. Maybe it was private info then. Is oh, it... maybe we have private info because we have partners. I don't think it's that private. No, they say it's in Berlin. They said right. it's gonna be in yeah. the middle of April. So we know where it is. But that's it. Yeah, just go all April in Berlin. And worst case, you just end up doing a trip to Czech Republic for whatever beer season or something. If you're from Czech Republic and there's something happening in April, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and possibly Gamers Assembly as well. Uh, that's going to be the 20th edition of the Gamers Assembly. That's going to be the 10 years of CTV. Maybe something's going to happen there. Who knows? At the end of March, uh, April. And that's it. I think uh, that's that's all for the show. I have no more voice. I really want to just just. I think I think we did pretty well for uh, first uh, OMG uh, session. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's uh, good today. That's yeah. I think we're good for today. Uh, looking forward for next week. So yeah, guys. One thing we didn't say. We we're going to try, and that's the challenge for the year, to hold it every week at this time. Okay. I like the try. So well, the I, the try is on the, the, hitting the, the, the right, wait, the wait, right wait, time. First of it. First of it. There's just no day. way we can run that every week for the whole for the whole year. Okay. The I, reason as is as much as possible. PAX. Oh, PAX gonna, East. Our, our panel... Yeah, oh, yeah, true. But we're just going to have to do it from there. It might be that we stream from our phone once in a while, but... Because I mean, our panel at PAX is Friday, 6 p.m. Yeah, maybe we can just stream the whole panel. It's not going to be too late for Europe. It's going to be, what, 11 p.m. Yeah. night in Europe? 11 p.m. on yeah. Friday. Pretty easy. Yeah, so we can make it. No problem. What effort it never does. <laughs> <laughs> there I, needs to be some perks. Then no. Yeah, yeah. We have to be doing it in the right way as well. Well, guys, thank you very much. That was awesome. Uh, awesome to be back. Awesome to do the show. Uh, if you want to see more things uh, on the topics we discuss or more things to be discussed at this kind of show or someone you want, let them know that we're back streaming. Uh, let know the people around, and uh, of course subscribe. 
can't remember where it is on, on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah, today moved it, so whatever. And if you want to support us, uh, I think there's the subscribe thing. But uh, just gonna put up uh, maybe like a. The We're gonna page. try to also export it in audio to everywhere, so people can also use it as an audio podcast as well. Perfect. You're doing it. Oh, it's not difficult. No problem. Yeah, I, I will uh, spread uh, spread the jam everywhere again. <laughs> put it all over the internet. Uh, so yeah, we'll try to do that because uh, that was one of the feedbacks also from the OC show. We used to put it on SoundCloud and then we stopped doing it, and then SoundCloud you have to pay for it. So come on, internet to pay for things. I still now? want. I, I still don't know if they make money because. I don't know, but I stopped paying because screw that. There's no, there's no point for... What? I'm using it for like years and I never paid for Yeah, it. but you pay when you want to upload. No, you can play, pay when you want to hear as well if you have to have the yeah. like Spotify, like the uh, offline mode. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, um, it's not going to be on SoundCloud, but it's probably going to be elsewhere. There, there's now some cool subscription services where you can just distribute your stuff, so I'm going to try to make it available in many places. Replay, as usual, is uh, going to be uploaded in a few minutes uh, to YouTube. So it's going to be there every time. And um, that's it. Well, should we try to stream again to Facebook and the other places at the same time? Or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Facebook never really... I mean, it gets to people to know we are going live, but no one really watches stuff live. On, uh, do you ever watch stuff live on Facebook? No, because I'm never there no, when it's live. No, and when you go there, you scroll and it's gone. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, actually, that's it's true. not like you can keep it popped up in the page because if you click on the link to open another page, you're mm-hmm. scrolling around. It's gone. So I never yeah. watch anything like. Or that. you move to another tab and you come back to it and then it reload your feed and then it's gone. Yeah, no, I never watch stuff. And so maybe we should just focus on Twitch and and that's it. Because even actually YouTube for streaming, it's not so great. And then you know, like if today we lose the connection. Uh, then it we have a drop a in the show. video, so we have to re-upload it. Uh, here we don't have a drop because we have the recording without the drop, right? So we. I just... hope so. I mean, no, because the that, okay, the the streaming rig is a brand new one. Just rebuild it, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happened for that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, guys. That was awesome. Take care. Bye bye. Have a nice weekend, and see you next week. Next show.